Welcome to Empowered for Life, a weekly audio podcast with Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, teaching the Bible with clarity and relevance, tackling today's topics and issues, bringing healing and restoration into the lives of hurting people. Hello, greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, here with podcast episode number 19, Accessing Kingdom Teachings that Relate to Daily Living. Hello, greetings and welcome. We've been looking at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, and we want to continue with that today and begin by looking at the Holy Spirit as the breath of the Almighty, or the Ruach, the breath of the Almighty. In Job chapter 32, verse 8, but it is the Spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty, that gives him understanding. It is the spirit in man. Here we see that the spirit in man is the breath of the Almighty. And that's where man receives an understanding. Look also at Job 33 verse 4. The spirit of God have made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So here we see the spirit of God made man, but the breath, the Ruach, of God, the breath of God, gives man life. Look also at Job chapter 34, verse 14 and verse 15. If it was his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all mankind would perish. Here we see that all mankind would perish without the spirit or the breath, without the ruach, the breath of God. For it is the breath of God that gives man life. In these verses, we clearly see the deity of the Holy Spirit, that he is the very breath of the Almighty. We also understand that he was involved in creation, that he is the giver and the sustainer of life, that he gives understanding and that without the Holy Spirit, all mankind would perish. So we see that he is equal in power and position with the Father and with the Son. He is the third member of the Trinity or the triune nature of God or the Godhead. So we recognize that it's important to know who the Holy Spirit is. In Psalms 55 and 11, we see the words penned by King David after his affair with Bathsheba. He says, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. David's request was that God would not withdraw the Holy Spirit from him because he seen firsthand what it was like when the presence of the Lord, when the Spirit of God would be withdrawn in the life of Saul, how God rejected Saul as king of Israel. And when God rejected Saul as king of Israel, how the evil spirits would come on Saul and torment him. 
And David saw firsthand the tormenting of Saul because of his disobedience to God and realized that if God would take the Holy Spirit from David, that David would end up in the same situation as Saul was in. And so he said, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And just as he did not want the Holy Spirit taken from him, you and I should realize that it is the Holy Spirit who holds back the power and the forces of evil and that we should not want to live without the presence of the Holy Spirit actively involved in our life. For he is more than just speaking in unknown tongues or another language. He is the protector and the power. He is the source of understanding and enlightenment working in the earth today to to bring us in proper alignment and proper relationship with God the Father and God the Son. And so it should be our cry, just as it was David's cry, Lord, do not take your spirit, your ruach, your Holy Spirit from me, but allow me to live in the presence of your Holy Spirit. Allow his presence to illuminate me that the light of glory would be seen upon my face. Allow his presence to quicken me. Allow his presence to empower me. Allow his presence to instruct me that I can live a victorious and overcoming life by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of creation and renewal. We see in Psalms 104 verse 30, when you sent your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. In Psalms 104, it is a magnificent hymn of praise of God's creation. Praise the creator who brought all things into being. Praise the Lord for his sovereignty over the earth. He made the earth and its creatures in all their vast forms, including the land animals and the creatures of the sea. All the living things look to God for their food. They owe their very existence to God's spirit. The psalmist prays that the glory of the Lord might endure since he controls every part of creation. And so there are two things that are mentioned here in verse 30 the work of the Holy Spirit, all the creatures of the earth are created by the Spirit, and the earth itself is renewed by the Spirit of God, or by the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. In Psalms 139 verse 7, David speaks of the omnipresence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. He says, where can I go from your spirit. Where can I flee from your presence? For the presence of the Lord is everywhere. He's everywhere present and there's nowhere where he is without. David said, if I go to the depths of the sea, there your presence will find me. If I ascend unto the heights of the hills, there your presence will find me. And so the presence of the Lord is everywhere. 
the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And if we recognize, if we begin to get to know who he is, if we begin to understand more of his character and his nature, we will begin more and more to sense his very presence as we move throughout our daily activities, knowing that he is there with us. He's protecting us. He's there with us, comforting and counseling us. He's there with us, leading and guiding and instructing us. He's there with us so that we can continue to live this relationship with the Father and with the Son. The Holy Spirit is a gentle person, but he's a person so full of the love of God, and he radiates that love. As we enter into that relationship with him, we experience that love, the love that only can come to us through him showing us the love of God the Father. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, we see the Holy Spirit here as the lamp of the Lord. And it says, the lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of a man. It searches out his innermost being. Here we see that the Holy Spirit is like a lamp going into the heart of man, searching out his spirit, searching to find the motives, the intent of the man. And so the Holy Spirit knows the heart. He knows the intention in which you do whatever it is you're doing. He knows your motive for what you're doing. And so as he searches the heart, he also reveals to us those places in our hearts where there needs to be changed, where there needs to be transformation, where there need to be a metamorphosis. He lets us know where sin still lurks in our heart. He points the spotlight on us and allow us to see who we really are and what we really must do to change who we are so that we will be in proper alignment and in right standing with God the Father. And so not only does he reveal to us our shortcomings, but he empowers us so that we have the power, the strength, the ability of God to come out of that situation, to overcome it, to have victory over it so that the enemy cannot and will not defeat us based on those things that have entered our heart based on our past experiences in sin and with the adversary so that we can live a victorious overcoming life. The Holy Spirit empowers us as he searches every room of our heart and reveals to us where we need to make a change. The prophet Isaiah speaks of the Holy Spirit as the spirit of judgment and the spirit of fire. In Isaiah 4, verse 4, he will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem by the spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. He will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. The spirit of fire works to purify the people of God today. Before revival can come, first repentance must come. 
But before repentance can come, confession of sin must come. But before confession of sin comes, there is a conviction that comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will convict a man of sin and lead that man into confession. And when the man confesses his sin, he will lead him into repentance. And through repentance, the fire of the Holy Spirit will then begin to purify him, to sanctify him, and to make him holy and righteous before the presence of an awesome, mighty God. The Holy Spirit as a fire will burn within us until we are willing to face up to our sins. Of course, no one likes to face up to their sins. We would prefer to hide or even deny that they exist. But the Holy Spirit as a consuming fire will burn within us to the place where we are willing to confess them, to acknowledge them, to surrender them to the power and the presence of God that our lives will be transformed and changed. How long has it been since you have felt the burning of the Spirit of God in your heart? If you can't remember, then maybe it's time for you to seek a burning from the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, burn within me until I come clean with you. Amen. In Isaiah 11 and 2, we see that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The prophet Isaiah refers to the Holy Spirit more than any other Old Testament prophet. He predicts that the fullness of the Holy Spirit will rest upon the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And he says that he will rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding. And when we look at the life of Jesus, we hear it said of him, never a man spoke like this man. They said of him, where did this man get such wisdom? Where did he get such understanding? Where did he get such an authority? For he received it as he received the Holy Spirit. Just as he received the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding in receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to rest on you and me the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, but it must come from having an intimate relationship with him. It must come from having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. It must come from surrendering ourselves to the direction, the leading, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit as he is our comforter. He is our counselor. He is our paraclete, another helper. He is the one who will lead and guide and reveal to us all truth. He is the one who gets us to understand and know the truth, for it is the truth that we know. That is the truth that makes us free. So he leads us to a place of freedom by revealing to us the truth of God's word. And through understanding 
the truth of God's word, we obtain a liberty and a freedom to enter into the presence of God and the liberty and freedom to come to that place in God where we can receive the power and the authority to bring into the earth realm those things that God declared should come in through the body of Christ. We receive the ability of Christ. As Jesus said, greater things shall you do because I've gone to the Father. So we receive the ability to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. For the Holy Spirit gives the gift of healing. We receive a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge for the Holy Spirit gives wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We receive from the Holy Spirit the, the power of God for he as the Ruach Akkadis breathes upon us the power of God in our lives. Not only is he the spirit of wisdom and understanding, he's also the spirit of counsel and power. Isaiah 11.2 says, The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him the spirit of counsel and power. Here again, the prophet Isaiah is prophesying concerning the Messiah. If we would look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we would see it this way. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So notice he is called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. So we see the Spirit resting upon him and releasing in him the ability of God. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 28, 29. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd was amazed at his teaching because he taught as one having authority and not as a teacher of the law. So here we see that he taught with power and authority to the point where the people were amazed at the teaching and the ability that lied within him. But it's important for us to know that the same Holy Spirit who gave Christ such an awesome carriage, now dwells in us. Spirit of God, fill me with your power so that I may speak when I need to speak and be silent when I need to, to be silent. Amen. Also, we see here in Isaiah 11 and 2 that the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that the Holy Spirit brings the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Later on in the New Testament, we find Jesus bringing a greater interpretation to this fear of the Lord. For many times people read the fear of the Lord and they think more in terms of dread to be afraid of. But Jesus says in the New Testament that the, that the fear of the Lord is the worship of God. And so that it, it, it means that we surrender ourselves to the Lord and we worship him with our whole heart. For the Bible declares that God is looking 
not for worship, but looking for worshipers, looking for true worshipers, those that will worship him in spirit and in truth, those who are connected spirit to spirit and will reverence and worship the Lord God, understanding that he is an awesome God, understanding that he is worthy of worship, praise, and adoration, understanding that if he never gives you another thing because of who he is, he is worthy of worship and praise. He is the creator of the universe. He is the sustainer of life. He is the one who have blessed us with all that we have. Everything belongs to God. And so therefore, we must realize that as we worship this awesome God, Abba, Father, that he will send to us the Holy Spirit in knowledge and in the fear of the Lord, or the Holy Spirit will release in us the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the worship of our God. When we totally surrender to the Holy Spirit, he has the ability to understand the problems of life. And so he will help us through the minefields of our life. He knows how to make wise decisions. And so he will help us make the right choices and decisions about our life. He speaks in such a way that others will listen. And so he will help us to speak words that seasoned with grace to the hearers. He shows the grace of God under pressure. And so he will empower us to be able to be at peace and to release the grace of God in our lives, even when we're going through the pressures of life. He knows God's deepest and most intimate thoughts. And so he reveals to us the deep thoughts of God. He reveals to us so that we can have that intimate relationship with God the Father. He truly pleases God in all that he does. And so he will help us to bring pleasure to God. He will help us to fulfill purpose in our lives, but also to live in such a way that God will be pleased with the life that we live. For we will understand how to bring pleasure to this great, awesome God, the great God, Jehovah. Holy Spirit, as we take this time to get to know your nature and your character, as we get to know the gifts and the ability that you possess, we ask that you become as real to us as the breath we breathe. Sweep us away with you in times of intimacy, in times of quietness, and reveal your very presence. For in your presence is the fullness of joy. In your presence, there's new mercies every day. Holy Spirit, we desire to know you. We desire to walk with you and to fellowship with you. For we know that you, Holy Spirit, are our teacher. You're our counselor. You're our guide. You're our helper. You are the one that Christ sent to us to reveal the truth of God's word. You are the one who he sent to walk with us daily and to fellowship with us. 
We don't want to ignore your counsel. We don't want to ignore your guidance or your direction, but we want to be so in tune to you that we hear the soft, gentle voice as you speak to us and release the word of God and the love of God in our lives. Holy Spirit, we submit to you that you would have your way and release the will, the plan, and the purpose of God in our life as we come to know you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Empowerful Life. If you're ready to shake off religion and tradition, to be, to do, and to have everything God purposed for you, then continue to tune in as we answer your questions and reveal to you the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Feel free to email us your questions and prayer requests at TV at aol.com. That's TV at aol.com. Or visit us online at www.empoweredforlife.tv. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing the word.